Craft Beer Radio, episode 453, on February 2nd, 2018. All you Susie Q's out there to another episode of Craft Beer Radio. I am Greg. I'm Jeff. And joining us is Meg. Hello. Hi, Meg. Hello. Glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. And we've got uh, six beers we're going to try and see what you think. Okay. <laughs> Here's hoping I'm still standing at the end. <laughs> well, we're not going to drink all. <laughs> so, what do you have first? This left hand stays on. Okay, so are you familiar with the Saison style? Never even heard of it. It's a French. It's a Belgian style. Belgian, Everything's French. Belgian. <laughs> Everything's Belgian. We had a new Belgian in the free show, yeah. Uh, it's a this farmhouse one's... style, so it's you know typically uh, made with... Um, it has wheat in it. It's a little bit tangy and rustic. And mm. This one's unusual being a dark color like this. Usually a golden straw, cloudy. Yeah, it's really dark. Thank you. So this is a 6.8% alcohol volume. It's 10 IBUs. So There's not much bitterness in here. Um, available in four packs. Yeah, so what's it? It's Saison Owl. Blade de Minute. De Midnight Wheat, it says. Midnight Wheat, yeah. It says La Quarte Saison. So they do like a different four saisons a year maybe or something like that? That seems right, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the color on this is is, is kind of cola-like. It, yeah, it looks like Coke. Yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks like Coca-Cola. It's really dark. So, the aroma... It smells very good. There's a bit of woodiness there. Oh, yeah. It smells like another beer. I just can't point it. And, and, and wheat... On the aroma, too. So I read the ingredients already. And uh, so I can smell one of the main ingredients in there. There's oats in here. So instead yeah. of that woody like thing, maybe mixed with a little bit of the, the roasted uh, wheat, but you can definitely get the kind of that oat type smell, like an oatmeal stout type smell in there. Oh, stout. Like a stout. Yeah, not so much like the, at least on the aroma, this one's not. So this is a weird one to start with <laughs> for, for trying to like explain basic styles and common flavors in styles to someone you know who's relatively right. new to this this one's an oddball beer right saisons typically aren't black like this <laughs> so it's you know everything that you learn about this beer is kind of like Off. an exception gotcha so. it smells like a brewery like when i've gone through guinness the okay. factory in, in yeah. dublin this is it's kind of a, a of a grist that, that yeah. Gristy smell yeah mm-hmm. Oh, there's a tang there. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it has a little bite. Yeah, so the tanginess is kind of surprising because on the nose, you're getting a little bit of something that's not roasty or chocolate like a stout, but more like something out of a Schwarzbier or something like that. You know, where it's kind of... Um, Schwarzbier is a dark... Uh, almost like a white bread crust like that, but oh. maybe like the to- like toasted bread crust or something like that. Oh, wow. A little bit of a flavor like that. On the nose, going in with kind of an oat type thing. When you go into the flavor, the oats really aren't that apparent on the flavor, at least not in the first sip. What gets you is the tanginess of the wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the aftertaste, I'm getting kind of that um, toasty, 
woody type aftertaste. It's, there's a considerable, I mean, considerably more tang than I would expect just just from wheat. I'm wondering if there's a slight acidic note in there, um, maybe from some um, some bugs that they wanted. I'm not sure. It's not nearly as heavy as I anticipated it to be, just based on the color. Yeah, the, these, I mean, saisons typically are, are are lighter. But just looking at the color, you mm-hmm. you see that and you're like, oh, it's gonna yeah. be one of those heavy beers. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, fill yeah. me up. And so, then you... it, it, to some degree, the color is going to be an illusion. Like you're not going to get everything that a stout normally provides. It does have wildflower honey in it as well. Honey, that makes sense. Okay, it's now the I'm, honey. Yes, that, that's what I taste. That's that tang. That... That's what makes it delicious. <laughs> That it does taste very good. Once you place that, then it starts to make sense. Because I was getting a tang that was a little mm-hmm. bit beyond just wheat. What would but, you eat? What would you eat this with? Like, what would you? What could you eat that would accompany something this? Something light. I'd go with a fish or a salad or something. Salad, really? Yeah, salad with cranberries. Maybe. Oh, yeah, like cranberries. A little, little bit like... of extra tartness to mm. to bring out some goat of that. cheese or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm so hungry for goat cheese. A little lactic tang in there too it would help this. Just something to sort of bring out the. I think this is pretty expressive. I, I think there was a lot of interesting stuff happening here, and the honey. Is... You mentioned you had those uh, Brussels sprouts earlier. Yeah. I think this would go with that. Oh yeah. Well, Brussels sprouts are pretty sulfury. I don't know. Ro- with the roasted and whatnot. They I think. were roasted. Yeah, uh, they were and... roasted. And then you know, if you especially if they're glazed as well, right? Then mm. this tangness will kind of take, cut through that glaze a little bit. Yeah, that's what makes Brussels sprouts delicious. Let's be honest. Straight up Brussels sprouts are not. Not yummy. I know they're trendy and all, but <laughs> you got to add some shit. If they're that. if they're super fresh and they are shredded, then they can add a pleasing crunch without really having a whole lot of yeah shredded. Yeah, that's the key. But it, yeah. I mean, if you just have Brussels sprouts and cut them in half, though, no, got to. I cut them in half, but I kind of sear the inside so you get some good caramelization. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, there, it gets so. a little crunchy. Yeah, yeah, that's the key because you don't want to have that those sugars to yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to just pop a Brussels sprout, you know, like I'm going to, like a green bean or something. Like, like you just boil them and that's it? The ones, yeah. that, the ones that come out of the freezer, yeah. out of the box, and then yeah. you just boil them? Yeah. No, <laughs> no thanks. That's why a whole generation hates Brussels sprouts. Yeah, exactly. Because of the way, like, parents serve them up. Here you go. But these days I see them more often on, on menus. menus and stuff like that because... They're trendy. Yes, yes exactly. It's a trendy thing. So, yeah. It's like Cauliflower's bacon. real big and all that stuff. Cauliflower crust. I'm glad that bacon is is, is lost of as luster as the thing that has to be stuck on everything. I, I, I've I've gone on about that. Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Well, look who you're talking to. I'm a vegetarian, so yeah. But, <laughs> so, I mean, like, like, there's whole restaurants called bacon, so you know. But but for, for a while, everything had to be you know. Yes. Surrounded with bacon and yes. cooked with bacon. It's like, come on, guys. I felt bad for the pigs. And they had to make vegetarian bacon, <laughs> so you didn't feel left out. <laughs> no worries about that. Do not mind being left out. So that was interesting. Left hand uh, saison, all bled de milieu. It's just fun to say, or attempt to say. <laughs> trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't call my pronunciation. Uh, if on it's going to be like a rot- <laughs> if it's going to be a rotating series of different takes on saison, though, that I'm going to mm-hmm. keep my eye out for these because. Yeah, uh, this is available winter. It's these seasonal farmhouse style ales that feature native Colorado ingredients. So there mm-hmm. you go. So maybe they'll have something different for the summer. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we like is uh, about uh, these brewers that um, just have they have you know their stuff that they do, but they also will try things and just yeah. throw out one shots and things like that. Yeah, and that's always they fun. Should do. So we had uh, one juicy IPA in the pre-show. Let's do another mainstream mass market juicy IPA. Okay, so this is Juicy Double from Goose Island. Wow, 8.3%. That's pretty hefty. 
Uh, they call it a West Coast double IPA with orange juice fermented through in secondary. Ooh, it's one of those juices. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Interesting. I mean, even the label's orange, so. That's good. <laughs> if you want more, there's more. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, totally hit the microphone with gut. <laughs> they use they harness the juices, the orange zest in the Sophie process that would otherwise go to waste. And the, Sophie's uh, one of their beers. I guess they use orange uh, juices for that or something. Uh, that might use peel, and maybe they're using the actual juices here. They probably yeah. used to, they probably used to use fresh. Zest okay, and zest, yeah. So zested, the orange zested in the Sophie process, and they're using the juice. So they don't waste anything. They yeah. used to throw out a bunch of peeled oh. oranges. <laughs> <laughs> That's California for you. That's these good, guys, though. These guys are in Well, it was a West Coast style. Oh, I'm sorry. in Chicago. Oh, really? Go Chicago. Being all environmentally conscious. Yeah, so this one has a... Um, Candied orange. Yeah, it has a big malt aroma to it which gives it that kind of candied flavor um aroma i should say um really smells yummy like it has a nice round smell to it yummy smells hoppy to me but then again i think everything smells hoppy to me (laughs) yeah i I think this is pretty hoppy i think that there's underneath it there's going to be a a, a, oh yeah strong bitterness here whoa yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's good but it's definitely to me it's hoppy Mm. Like my friend Tommy, who lives for Hoppy, yeah, would love this. this. This is this would be like his summer beer. The juice is is helping to kind of shave off some of the, the bite of, the bite of them. A but bit. there is some significant, I think, maybe tomahawk or something in there, or tomahawk. some milk or something. Yeah, these are types of hops oh. that are out there. I'm like, what's tomahawk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that a spice that I don't know about? It's a tomahawk and, or chinook are kind of resiny, almost pine sappy. Yeah. Oh, and it's not checking the date code strikes again. This beer is nine months old. Ooh. So there's a little bit of hop fading on here too. Probably, I think that's, that that's I think that's why the to me the hops is or the, I'm sorry the malt is really pronounced. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it seems is nine it, months old bad for an, an IPA like this. Yeah, the hops are have faded probably oh. faded significantly. Oh, so, so like the floral, the brightness, the Things like that. So it leaves you with the more bitter parts. I gotcha. So you would want to drink it earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, three months is kind of the, the most you want to give on a fresh IPA. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Depending on, on the beer. Mental note. I, I've passed I've passed up IPAs that are a month old. So Yeah. That bad. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes. Because you get the ones that are two weeks old, and they're like. Angels start singing. So, yeah, like Headhunters is a good example. That's uh, Fatheads yeah. around here. Yeah, I know. If you, ha- you you can get the the stuff um, like this a month and a half old, and it's really good. And then you get something that's like right off the shelf that you know was put there that week, mm-hmm. and it is really bright, and the hops are really pronounced, and so you get this much more much more depth of flavor. Huh. So it's good to know. Mm-hmm. The the fresher the better for for hops. IPAs. Okay. And does it? And it, obviously, it says on the label. Not all Most, the time. Yeah, I would say maybe about half of beers have easy to understand date coding. Okay, so do they say like best buy, or do they say when it was bottled? This, this one says bottled on. Oh, okay. And I the, never pay. Isn't that? So, I'm sorry, that's embarrassing. I never pay attention to that. How horrible is that? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you, you, get, you start to learn. <laughs> You're a different level of consumer yeah, than, than, than I am. Yeah, but it, you know, like. Our, 
you know, I'm not bragging, but my palate is so developed that, you know, no, I can taste bad, be- like old beer, like easy. Like as soon as I tasted this one, I'm like, like let's sedate. I forgot yeah. to check the date on this one. It was just some, I've been burned so many times, <laughs> but when you're at the store and you're like, oh, a juicy IPA from Goose Island. That's a great one to have on the show. You forget to check the. So there's definitely kind of a lingering Chinooky bitterness here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's laying down the tongue. And I would say this is not juicy to me. Right? It's called Juicy mm-hmm. Double. Yeah, it's not juicy. Yeah. I, I, what this tastes to me is a lot like back in the day when, you know, before I learned you shouldn't sell her double IPAs mm-hmm. and I cellared that Stout's double IPA. Right. That's what this tastes exactly like, you know, when it was, you know, a year old or something like that. Just, just flat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it lost all of its dimensionality. This is going to sound strange, but it makes me thirsty. That's the like bitterness. It, it, yeah, it, it leaves my mouth dry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not quenching. Like, if I was yeah. doing yard work, mm-hmm. I would not grab this to drink to quench my thirst. Yeah, this is not a, a thirst quencher. Do you know what I mean? Like, some beers you're like, oh, nice. Yeah, on a, on good, a hot summer day. A good pilsner is great for that. This is not mm. that <laughs> at all. It's good. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, that's, this is, it, it makes me thirsty. You want to do Matt Riffer next? Sure. So our next beer is from Mad River. This was uh, sent to us by Mad River. Thank you. Uh, this one is, oh, I have to find it. Humboldt Brownie. It's a mm. Imperial Brown Ale. Nine percent, so go go light for me and <laughs> give me like a shot size. <laughs> That's good. Thirty-seven IBU. IBU is International Bitterness Unit. So the oh, the, it's a standardized way to measure. I didn't know that's what how it's bitter for. it is. Yeah, really? and kind of as a corollary, how hoppy it is, but. Hoppy and bitters isn't exactly equal. Yeah, it's interesting because IBU, in general, the higher your alcohol, the higher your IBU is going to be because mm-hmm. you are you want to get some bitterness because if there's a lot of alcohol, there's going to be a lot of sweetness, a lot of sugars to make all that alcohol. Right. And so you want more bitterness to balance that out the sweetness. That makes sense. Yeah, and you could have things that are, oh, for example, this last beer tasted bitter. It's marked as 70 and a headhunter, you know, which I, I just got a new case in the fridge, uh, is like 85, 88 or something like that. And it doesn't taste nearly yeah, as bitter. Much less apparently bitter than that. Because even though it's higher, it's a measurement of, of some of chemicals, essentially, how your tongue reacts to it is different. Hmm. It, it's kind of a, it's like a gauge for the consumer, right? You can look at it it tells you more than just the number when you have the experience yeah. behind you and you kind of can you can assume certain things off of it the saison was 10 to give you an idea was it 10 10 so that's that's really pretty low that's so, really low yeah. Yeah. yeah so it also means there's a lot less hops in there they use less hops hmm. you'll find with some lambics you're running around even three or four um, mm-hmm. Do most beer consumers know this, or is it just me who would not ever no. notice? This? No, this is this is, this is not most of our listeners knowledge. do. But, well, the listeners, right. yes, of course. Yeah. but no, not most consumers. Most lay people like me would not even notice, right? 
Yeah. We're, okay. we're pulling back the curtain, and now drinking beer will never be as much fun. <laughs> just makes me feel better to know that I uh, am not a complete But if you go to a brewery moron. like um, Church always did this, and I, I assume they still do, they have their I, they list their IBUs. The Church mm-hmm. Brewers? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and so that's what that number means, is basically... I just never... I just was always so... I just paid more attention to the name and the description and you know <laughs> yeah no that that's the wise thing to do it, it's just like when you get into the nitty-gritty right the, these details can you know maybe help push you in a direction of do i want that or do i want that one right well that makes sense huh i'm learning okay. so much right now humboldt brownie double brown ale ale with cocoa nibs added it doesn't okay. smell as strong as i expected it to it smells like something that's a little band-aidy i got that at first i swirled a little bit i'm not smelling that part okay. anymore it's good. I wouldn't want this to. is very dark, but I anticipate. I assumed it was going to be. Yeah, this is a. Um, There's like stuff in it. It's probably just some yeast or something. Yeah. It's not brownie chunks. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Can you show the bottle here? Do they send any material? Nope. So it could be pieces of cocoa nibs in there. It's possible, uh, but. Don't tease me. I don't see any chunks in my. Ellie. Something. Oh, that's just—it's just the way the light's shining through the, the foam on top for me. All right. Yeah. So the aroma is. Um, yeah. Some that that band is fading away. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's. I guess yeah. it's just sort of an initial thing because I'm not, now I'm getting something that's a little brownie like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of is. It's not super cocoa-y. The malt. It's again kind of like that white bread crust again. You know <laughs> the the kind of. Um, Toasty toffee type malt aroma. Oh yeah. And then, not very. You know, that's kind of the main aroma, and it's not really very open. It's hard to pull aromas off of it, and then onto the flavor. It's pretty bitter. I'm gonna need to warm it up a bit. I think to get some more flavor out of this, and more bitter than I was expecting. Yeah. So it has. Um, A little so, roasty. It's been we're kind of unpracticed in our uh, brown ales because they're yeah. such a uh, rare style these days. It is. It is weird. Just brown ales don't sell. Really? Yeah. Oh. All right. So, yeah, this one has a bit of a. I think like a. It's coming across to me a bit like a Bach because of two things. It's higher in alcohol, right? So I'm getting a little bit of warming. Just touch a little booziness, a little bit of warming on the flavor. And then that maltiness through there. It's kind of drier, less, less, more toffee and than caramel, right? So it has kind of oh, a yeah. less sweet, more caramelized, um, you know, like uh, burnt sugar type flavor to it. Yeah, there's a thinner feel to it too, which, which mm-hmm. contributes to that. Yeah. So Bachs are, see, these are... Uh, ales, which are done with a yeast called uh, a different type of yeast than lagers, um, that are cold fermented and use a slightly different uh, variety of yeast. Different flavors come off of the fermentation when you do it yeah. two different ways with the different yeast. So ales, you'll get more fruity flavors to it, oh. more apples, pears, flour, banana stuff like that. Huh. Where lagers, you typically ferment out much cleaner so you lose a little bit spicy yeah you lose those fruity flavors and you taste more of the malts and the hops and the sweetness too sweetness comes through on on, on, if you're really paying attention to the yeast Hmm. we found actually when when when, uh, anheuser bush sent sent us to uh their 
their uh, main facility, and we went to have to go to their yeast lab, and they made a bunch of bush beer mm. with a bunch of different yeasts, so the same the same ingredients but different yeasts. And, and it was totally taste the difference. Really expressive in terms of I that's mean, so neat. Yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, I have, I'm I'm thankful to Anheuser Bush for the stuff that they've done. Do, that really is very education for the, us. Yeah, the things we've got to try. Like, you know, how often can you take such a kind of plain base platform, like yeah. a, a canvas, if you will, of the bush beer, and then ferment it out with, you know, some yeast that are very estery. Like they even did it with like their wheat beer yeast, you know, and that thing, you know, tasted completely different than mm-hmm. one that was like their molten yeast versus their other things. So. It was really telling because it was it was hard to judge up to that point. Well, how much does the yeast really contribute? Right. And when you're just given the same thing and all those different yeasts, it's it's okay. That's what the yeast is doing, and it's yeah. doing a lot. It has a very important job. Mm-hmm. The cocoa on this one is pretty restrained. Um, I'm still getting kind of that Bach type character. There's a little bit of extra sweetness there. A little, almost a little bit of. I like hot cocoa type flavor, you know, like in there, but it's super light. I think what what's it's very light. Yeah, you know, what's getting to me is that it doesn't have. I mean, I, I taste these flavors and I think, I mean, I want, I want something velvety. I want something stouty with this. I was expecting it to be yeah. much more and wintry. The brown ale just sort of comes through as kind of almost aqueous in a sense, like almost like watery. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Like I was expecting it to be more. Not thick, but like I was expecting it to be. I don't know what the right word is. The mouth winter, right? Little, yeah, yeah, like more filling, or mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't. Yeah, when you hear I like double taste. brownie, yeah, you want you expect something that's like decadent, right? Like you want batter, more, you, like, like yeah, like, like brownie like batter, fudge, <laughs> yeah. fudge on brownies, like yeah. you want that kind of texture. Yes, almost. yes, and I don't taste that at all. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to that because <laughs> I was like, ooh, brownie. That's okay. I got you covered. <laughs> Oh, what's that sound mean? So you... Oh, we can do our pitch here live yes. and see how effective it is. is there do you like shopping? Depends on what kind of shopping. Do you like shopping online at Amazon? Yes. Because it's so easy, right? I do it all the time. <laughs> well, you know what? Then you're our perfect target. Did you know if you start your Amazon shopping session by not going to Amazon.com, but by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, it forward you right through to Amazon with oh, our cool. with our referral link. Oh. And then it doesn't cost you a penny more, but like 7% of what you spend goes to us and helps support the show. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Make you just sure. have to remember the next time you go binge shopping <laughs> on Amazon yes. that you want to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. I will do that. And I will tell Damien as well because he's just as bad as I am. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> The, the biggest thing is, like, do you shop on the computer or do you usually like the mobile app? Um, usually we use the laptop. Okay, awesome. Because it, the mobile app, you can't do the referral links. But if you're using the laptop... Jamie and I could potentially sponsor this entire show <laughs> all the time without much we shop. So, we, we like this good as, to know. As, as a way of support because you don't have to do anything different. We're you not asking for a donation. Right. We're not asking. And, you know, we're just asking for you to change your behavior. Yeah. And it helps support the show. We get... Uh, Enough money to, you know, pay for the beers and put stuff away for new mics. We're going to get some new mics here soon and, and whatnot. So Very cool. And I like the music. 
<laughs> we just did a bobby head. No one can see that. <laughs> it was very coordinated, though. Yeah. All right. So, what did you guys say you wanted from that last beer? Decadence. Decadence. Is that what's coming up? I sure hope so. <laughs> I, I'm expecting big things from this little beer. <laughs> All right. So this is one I got in Arizona. This is fire because we don't have Firestone Walker here. Firestone's Mocha Merlin, a coffee-infused oatmeal stout. Oh my god. It's going to go against another oatmeal stout. The name, the name sounds fabulous. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I've had other Merlins and Merkins and things from Firestone, and they've always lived up, so I figured, you know, since we were all a little disappointed. Oh, I forgot how little you wanted. <laughs> yeah, just one little tiny bit. You can just pour it out when you're done. Sorry um, about that. Oh my god, it smells so good. Maybe you want the whole thing then, huh? Oh my god, no, because I know I have to drive. But oh my god, it smells so good. Uh, it smells like coffee. Yeah, it, it's it's brewed with a Columbia La Gran, Granadilla blend from the Honeyco Coffee Roasters. Go, co- go Columbia. Uh, <laughs> also has a dash of cocoa nibs in it. And at 5.5%, 23 IBU. The malts that are used, premium two-row, <laughs> they have in parentheses none of that cheap shit. <laughs> oh my god, I really like their website, they're fabulous. Uh, Bryce Roast Barley, interesting. Uh, Did you say car- buttery? Bryce Roast Barley, it's a type of, it's a type of malt that's used. Oh, I'm sorry, they said buttery. Bryce, like- okay, Bryce, B-R-I-E-S-S, I mean, I figured, yeah, anyway. Uh, Carapils <laughs> and state and dark malt, uh, Tetnanger hops in this, not... Only 23 IP, so just use that to get a little bit of bitterness to counter to, to counter the sweetness. Smells really coffee-like. And, and one of the things that, when I have coffee beers, one of the things that I always talk about is I hate work coffee flavors. Right, I don't like it when it just smells like that coffee, that pot at work that's just... Oh, the crappy coffee. Yeah, that's just under percolator. I've never like, had a coffee beer. Oh, and I hope you're in for a treat. This smells like, have you ever had like chocolate covered espresso beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's yes. what this reminds yeah. me of. That's a good call. It definitely is along those lines. I'm getting a bit, I love how you said that, like it's the coffee beans, the espresso coffee beans, because when I'm smelling this, I was kind of orbiting around. It's almost like the grinds like in the filter, like not not work coffee gross stuff, but like the good side of that. But it, instead of smelling like your cup of coffee, it smells like the grinds that just yeah. It's your a coffee. little yeah, a little bit like the mm-hmm. the, the chunky coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's also I should add here a touch of uh, lactose. They say so. There's there's a little bit of of extra lactose is milk sugar. Oh, a little bit of sweetness. More the merrier. I just like to smell. <laughs> It is, it is a it. great smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. very Colombian in the coffee, so it's not like Ethiopian and funky. Right, it's, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. It's it, like straight up old school mm-hmm. Colombian coffee. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, it's like a, yeah. It's very dark. Man. It looks like I love coffee. your call of the chocolate covered espresso beans. Wait till you have a sip of this thing because it just pulls. My, my first sip was a bit on the cold side. I'm warming this up by wrapping my hands Ooh. around the glass. But, you know. As soon as you get it through the, the front, front oh. you sit with those oh chocolate-covered espresso beans. Hey, now. Yeah, you get, like, it, it's on your tongue. And mm-hmm. then when you drink it, after it goes down, you, it's like that aftertaste. Yeah. Oh, this that is delicious. is working to make it nice and smooth, too, which really mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like adding a little bit of cream to it, almost. Yes. And... I it, almost feel like I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. 
This could get me in so much trouble. <laughs> I could get in so much trouble with this. But it's too, I could never drink too much of it though because it's too, it's not heavy by any means. Mm-hmm. But this is, I'm not a sipper. That's why I'm really bad yeah. with wine. I may have gotten myself in a little bit of trouble in the past with wine because I'm really bad at sipping. But this is something that I would not want to rush. Yeah, I agree. This is this is really great flavors on it, and it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot to explore here, and it's just, it's just really tasty. It's dang yes, tasty. like the aftertaste. I mean, I I am not, you know, I'm pretty much 100 percent Irish. I'm not the kind of person that sits and tastes beer. Like I'm used to just drinking it. I know that sounds ridiculous to you guys, I'm sure, but. I yeah, usually, everyone starts that way. Yeah, most people don't <laughs> sit and savor like a taste of beer. You know what I mean? It's just it's just it's a drink, funny. There's times really there's good. times we'll have a beer on the show. Like some of these big bottles, you know, I put this cap on it, right? Yeah. We weren't very enamored by this beer, right? Right. I'm gonna drink the rest of this later in the week and I'll probably like when I'm not thinking about it and watching the penguins, I'll probably like think the beer is perfectly fine. Right. And whatnot, even though like on the show we're like meh, 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 meh. Right, because you're not concentrating yeah. on it. When you're putting the when you put the beers under the microscope, there's a little bit of a different yeah, you, you're you know you're you're paying more attention to these. This is microscope worthy though. Like, yes. I really do. I feel like yeah. this is microscope worthy. The 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 great things are, are finding those. Like, but, yeah. I feel like if I had yeah. this at a bar, I, it would stop me in my tracks. Like if someone was like, "Hey, Meg, try this," I would be like, "Oh, oh, hold on, hold up." This like I would taste it. I would sit and enjoy it. Almost so. Like pink elephant. What's that pink elephant beer? Delirium. Damien Delirium. Tremens, Delirium. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah, like that. Damien loves that beer. And when I had, a, I had just a sip of that, and I was like, okay, that's good. You know what I mean? It's like only a few, like this. Yeah, this, this is like a brewery, dessert. This brewery makes good stuff across the board. I mean, some of their like Wookie Jack we didn't like so much, but across the and they generally aren't here in Pittsburgh. But some of the, of course they are. <laughs> some some of the like, place, well, they're in Philly, and some places here in Pittsburgh will drive across state and bring it back. I don't blame them. And you got to pay for the gas and the turnpike tolls in the price of the beer. So it's kind of on the, you know, it's not really priced for the market very well. But yeah, I'm starting to see Firestone here a little bit. And uh, the times we've traveled and had the opportunity to have them, they're just an amazing brewery. So they have a they have a beer called Velvet Merlin. Is it the same as Velvet Merkin? Is it? I mean, I remember that was uh, a... Merkin. I think is a blend with like Parabola or something like that. Velvet. Okay, or something. Velvet Merlin sounds like a velvet. Well, so rabbit or something. Well, you know what a Merkin is? No, it's a pubic wig. Okay, what? <laughs> like when people are doing nude scenes. Oh my god! They I. <laughs> No, I had no idea. How yeah. do you know what the hell that is? I, I'm a font of useless information. Seriously, I thought I was bad. You win. Congrats. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg. Holy shit, Greg. <clears throat> wow. And they yeah. named a beer after that? <laughs> oh, like we said in, in the pre-show, they go crazy sometimes with these names. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I taught Jeff uh, um, uh, linear algebra, or at least some. Uh, complex math because <laughs> I was just like I was so excited let me teach you're so funny you can teach my daughter all day long that was really good she'll just ask for puppies puppies <laughs> I have to figure out how to do math concepts which do we do next <laughs> well let's let's do oatmeal stout first oatmeal stout okay. I'm going to need a new glass because I'm not I don't want to get rid of Stop this oh you, oh you want okay you want to drink it like in the post show? No, it's okay. No, no, I'm serious. I just you don't can... want to get rid of it. I want somebody else to drink it. Will you... Yeah, yeah. Um, Why don't you run and grab another glass real quick? Yes. I will. Oh, it's so delicious. 
No, save it. I don't know we, who you Merlin a, people are, but I love these Merlin people. We do a post show afterwards. Yeah. And you can savor that at your leisure. Oh, it's so good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I don't get like, woohoo, or much, many things. This is... So, another beer that Greg brought back from his trip to Arizona is the Upslope Oatmeal Stout. Thank you. They're in Boulder, Colorado. I've had a few beers from Upslope on the show, I think. Um, also had the opportunity to try some of their beers. Give me a smidge, like sure. a shot glass worthy. Try some of their beers when we've been traveling. Thank you, honey. Uh, but everything I've had from Upslope has been like hoppy. So this will be the first time I've had something that is, you know, dark and roasty from Upslope. It's a little hoppy on the nose. Well, okay. This, is the first time, this will be the first time I haven't <laughs> had like something that's been published as a straight up IPA. Maybe not. Um, 5% alcohol by volume, 25 IBU. What's it called? Upslope? Upslope. Upslope. Oatmeal Stout. This is a limited release. Uh, East Kent Golding Hops, Oats, and Roasted Malts. It's their winter release. Let's see here. This is Best Buy March 14th. Ooh. You said this is a limited release? Yeah. It should say that way. <laughs> for me personally. <laughs> so for me, I've only gone on to the aroma so far. I'm kind of digging the aroma. It reminds me of... There's a bit of a smokiness there. It's reminding me of like a campfire. Like... Or maybe like, maybe like the logs the morning at, like when you're camping and the logs, you wake up in the morning and there's like a charred log there, you know, a little bit, something like oh, that. Oh, I'm not there in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you what? I'm not there in the morning. You know, Jeff yeah. stays in camps. Yeah, I'm not there in the morning. <laughs> I don't camp. I glamp. I'm in the hotel behind yeah, exactly. the campsite. I'm there for the fire and then I go back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the pool. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. No, I'm with you. Yeah, assholes, I, assholes together. Yay, assholes tonight. It's like space balls. How many, asshole, <laughs> how many assholes do we have on this ship anyhow? Knew I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, I don't smell woodsy or fire or anything. It smells like it was the one little like thing effervescent. That I... Or like like a, I, I smell like I'm um it reminds me of like a like a soda. The flavor has this really tight bubbly thing. Yes. And it, and it kind of does have a bit of almost like a lemon lime soda type yes. hint to the it's flavor. It's weird. I know that sounds bizarre. Ooh, but yeah, that is see weird. See what I mean? It's weird. That's why I said it's I just kind of I was tasting funky. that and I was kind of wondering if it was an infection or something manifesting itself, but I don't I'm think so it glad is. I'm not just me. What? What? What the hell is that? What be hops? I mean, we're saying what, what what infection manifests itself as seven up? Right? What would cause that? <laughs> yeah, like what would cause that in the brewery process or whatever? The Nothing bottling. Nothing I can think of. No, it would no. be it was a can. It was, well, the, I mean the fine bubbles, the the higher carbonation, the the phenol phenols that you know are. The only thing I think of is is some off yeast, right? Not. Because I'm not a like some yeah. like if you get something that tastes like Band Aid, that's. Uh, acetone. Um, if you get something that's uh, uh, green apple flavor, oh. that's seal uh, ale high. So there, there's these things that, that can happen in the brewing process that can cause specific types of spoilage. Right. Um, that's done on purpose. No. Oh no. No. no these are things. Not those that, ones. That can oh, happen. I thought yeah. maybe they wanted like that. No. The green apple flavor no. or something. Well, sometimes weirdly enough, some so like summer beers or something. That it, sometimes it's part of the the profile of some really bad beers. Um, 
Okay. Just like skunking, you've heard of beer skunking yes. before. I'm sure that that's being that's what happens when beer gets light struck. It's struck by by light for. A oh yes, you time. told me about that. And that is to some people a desirable trait. Oh God, why? Well, okay, so you you don't know. Okay, well. <laughs> So the different colors of bottles let different amounts of light through. Right. And a lot of European imports come in clear or green bottles. Not oh. very good at blocking ultraviolet light. Right. So a lot of people, this is changing, but back in the day, a lot of people thought that was a signature flavor of Heineken was Lightstruck. Oh. Because all Molson. the Heineken they ever had was Molson. Lightstruck. Anything that's green is going to be really susceptible to, to to getting light struck because that it just lets in all of that. Rolling but so, Rock and well, all that. Rolling Rock it actually has a different fundamental flaw in its brewing process. But <laughs> um that's where when they were brewing the beer in Latrobe, they couldn't cool the beer after the boiling fast enough. And if you can't cool it fast enough, kind of green bean flavors build up in the beer. Oh. And so Rolling Rock was known for having, it's called DMS is the chemical abbreviation, but green bean or corn flavors. And dimethyl sulfate. When <laughs> Rolling Rock sold just to... just sulfur. Okay. When oh. Rolling Rock sold to Anheuser-Busch and Anheuser-Busch moved the Rolling Rock production to a different brewery, they actually had to figure out how to, how to keep that flavor in the beer because the new brewery <laughs> didn't have the same limitation that the old one had which mm -hmm. created this off flavor naturally they had to <laughs> make sure they still created this off flavor that's really funny yeah so I, so do they they don't brew it at all anymore in latrobe no uh there's that, beer made in latrobe not rolling rock that brewery was sold to like was it boston beer I feel like no it's, it's city brewery city brewery okay oh. um iron city's made in latrobe now so everything oh. just so all the iron city's made in latrobe and then a couple other things i think are still made out there Huh. The Rolling Rock bottles still say, you know, still have that quotation. Of, of old Latrobe. Yeah. Yeah. I had the no glass idea. lined. I feel, I feel bad that I didn't know that it was moved. I know. I oh, just don't worry assumed. about it. It's, it's Rolling Rock. Please, I know, but worry. it's like a Pittsburgh thing. I, just, I thought for some reason I thought it was still there. I don't know why. All my years of going to visit friends at St. Vincent. I just. <laughs> this beer is really not living up to, to what we got from uh, no. Firestone Walker. Not I don't all. taste any oatmeal at all. I taste like 7 Up. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, oatmeal typically will give, you know, a, a viscosity and, and even a little slickness sometimes. You and your big words, man. I wish you had taken my SATs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when I'm 43. <laughs> I bet I'd do well in the SAT. Yes, but here yeah. I am at 40, and I still probably wouldn't score that much higher. It's fine. I'm not bitter. Um, and yeah, I, I, something that's oatmeal, the words oatmeal stout, to me, I would expect them to be thicker. Full. Right? Yeah, yeah. they well, make that, me that, full. That's, make me feel that's full. That Saison that had oats had a better oat character yes. than yeah. this one. This, and that 7-Up that thing is weird. Yes, it's weird. I would assume it was going to be something like a Guinness to me. That's what I was anticipating. I was, yeah, that, I was not expecting that beer and you're right it should remain limited <laughs> see? <laughs> see you're a pro already yeah, wouldn't go that far all right so we're ending with uh there we mentioned that um ipas you want to drink them fast not all beers you want to drink fast this is a 2014 beer this is a um northwest they call it a northwest style 
Sour Ale from Cascade Brewing. Oh, this is the fig one? The one yeah. with figs. Yep. Figaro. This is 2014. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. Uh, blend of sour blonde ales aged in Chardonnay barrels for up to 18 months with white figs and lemon peel. This one, they so Cascade is in the market now, which is great. I mean, we've had some Cascades on the show that listeners, Gary, has sent us some before, and they, they're they kind of a sour brewery. He's like just only now. So super, like super excited mind. that um, they're here now. <laughs> this was, uh, I want to pay, like, I paid 25 bucks. <laughs> Thank you. Go. Pay like 25 I think, for this one. It was one of the more expensive ones that was on the show. Jeez. This has a very vinous quality oh on the aroma. It really does kind of have a wine chardonnay like I was just going to say, I feel like I'm about to drink some wine. Yeah, no, definitely put your wine hat on for, yeah. for tasting this. It's, oh my God, it smells like like a white wine. Mm-hmm. Like a, a sweet white wine. I want you, a little chardonnay like it has an oak. I want you to go too. first like before, because the things, the things I'm dialing in on, are going to be different, and I want to hear what you have to say f- first, because I'm worried that I might kind of bring out things that you won't like as much. That, so that I won't like as much. I'm worried about when I start describing things. I'm, no, I don't care. No, it just tastes like no, no. But, you, but, you, but you might start tasting them, and you'd be like, oh. now that you're focusing on that, you might not enjoy. I know it as what much. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So I just want you to kind of take your sip and everything before I say anything. Okay. okay. Oh my god, that's so weird. Okay, weird. It's weird. I'm sorry. I know that's like not. Very no, good no, no. Before. It's just strange. I, I, I wasn't. In... So this is your first sour beer, right? Yeah, I, I'm. I like it, but I don't. It's weird. Okay. Um, I, can, I taste yeah. apples. I definitely. I taste apples. I don't taste fig. Okay. I taste. Um, it tastes like. Oh my god! I, I don't want to offend anybody. No, no, go for it. It tastes like shitty wine, like okay, but like with like, but like um, bubbly, like like um okay, like but like a champagne yes, fruit yes. fusion or something like that. Yes, like a wine champagne fusion, like or a, or a wine cooler. Oh, kind of like a wine cooler. Yeah, you're throwing me back to date my days in Dayton. Yeah, <laughs> like almost like a like a Boone's. But it's but it's good. But I like it. It's like, I'm just saying for for if, as if it was a wine, it wouldn't. Well, make if sense. it was a wine, it would. It would be horrible. Be thrown out because yeah. right. Of, right. Because, so one of the. I kind of one like of it. the yeasts that they use to make sour, funky beers is called Brettanomyces, and there's no place for Brett. It's a shorthand for Brettanomyces. But there's no room for Brett in a winery. Like mm. it's the bane of a winemaker. <laughs> like, like it just ruins wineries. But you know, in beer, hooray. Yeah. It, it's a, it could be a really good thing. Yeah. I mean, this we, one has more than just Brett in it, but I mean, this is something that is perfect for summer. In my opinion, I was smelling a little bit of like apricot on the nose, but I'm not getting so much of that now. The aftertaste to me. Yeah, the aftertaste to me is definitely fruity. Oh, I love this aroma. It's like straight up lambic. I'm getting mm. like granite okay. and limestone, like very, oh, really? very stony. I'm getting, yeah. but then I'm getting kind of Minerally. a funky, like a washed, like a Limburger like or a washed rind cheese or something like that. What is um, it? Like a washed rind cheese, like one of those like tangy sour cheeses, oh like my a gosh. Limburger or something. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Like, it's not, the same bacteria, essentially. But like stone, I would have never, I, w- I, I don't even. I, that's a, yeah, that's one. So I've told the story a bunch, but 
it's good for the listeners who might not have heard it, and it's great, you know, to, to share is, yeah, when I started tasting beers, I my vocabulary was limited to foodstuffs. Right. And then I remember reading a story from a beer writer here in Pennsylvania called named Blue Bryson. And it was something about having, a, it was like a Fantôme or a Saison DuPont or something like that. And like, he used the term fresh cracked granite. And it just kind of opened my eyes that you don't have to yeah. use food stuffs as your descriptors. There's been times we've used asphalt. Oh my gosh, As a yeah. flavor descriptor like in a gasoline. beer. gasoline. <laughs> um, never used gasoline. <laughs> I don't think we But I'm just gasoline. trying to think of something that's real we, strong and pungent. Yeah. We've used cat pee so much that oh we, my we God. came up with a new name for it. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you wouldn't think it'd be good, but in, in some situations, I mean, as an aroma, you get used to it, and as a flavor, it actually works. Cat pee. Not, it's not like distilled cat the, pee, but something in there's the ballpark something of... about the similarity. There's even stuff that, that reminds you of like a urinal. Like there, there's biological things, right? And so we have we have a term for that. We call it doored because we don't want to say it's urinal or cat Got tired of saying cat Right, to me it's just, uh, it sounds kind of gross to me. It, it, whatever, it, it, whatever it works a, for you. It's a kind of gross aroma that you you think that it's not going to be right, but it actually leads to an, a different sort of flavor. And you sort of, then you get used to it because you're like, oh, yeah. that gives me a good flavor. Right. Just like a stinky cheese. Sometimes yes. there yeah. are stinky cheeses that, that smell awful, but you they taste, taste them, delicious. And they're amazing. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. Moving on to the flavor of this one, I'm getting like berries. I'm getting raspberries, blueberries. All kinds of little tangy fruits in there. Yeah, it's very tangy. When you said lambic, it you know, definitely tastes lambic. See, it's funny because you guys think of something of, like you affiliate it with scents or um, I immediately envision something. Me too. I, I'm very yeah. visual. Okay, because like so. For he's, like, he's described beers as triangular or pyramidal. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the flavor. I could, so this one, if I was going to, to, to think shape-wise. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's more of a mound. Greg, in your brain. Um, <laughs> your brain. It's so fascinating. It's, it's more of a mound with... with, with uh, uh, so there, there's, a, there's a kind of ring of, of, so fruity, like, of fruitiness around like a, a central sour... Jupiter? It's like a kind of like, 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 a, like a mountain <laughs> with a moat around it. The moat is kind of fruity, and then the center has kind of a, a sour notes that are pushing up. Okay. I was just envisioning uh, my friends and I outside in the summer uh, having cheese and crackers and some fruit with it. That's oh, yeah. Not... No, me, it's just shapes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I envision, like, seasons. Like, I envision seasons. Like, so mm-hmm. when I had the coffee one, I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it the coffee one. Yeah. The, um, that, to me, is more wintry. So I, I envision mm-hmm. being that's... somewhere like a ski lodge or something. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean? That, like, no, that's absolutely. I associate... Where I, you know, I immediately envision like that to me. This oh, this beer to me beers, is summer. They take us places. They'll take me to dusty dens with like <laughs> leather bound books. They'll take me to a barn. They'll take you know all kinds yeah. of yeah, yeah. pine forest. Or I think at this stage we forest. tend to get much more abstract with it in terms of where it's going instead of thinking about specific memories. But there are yeah. times when yeah, that oh, this reminds me of that in that that moment that I was on like vacation. Oh yeah, well this I'm just saying like because it's the, to me this just is the, the taste of summer to me mm. like that I just envision this is something that's light, it's um, sweet, it's it's summery like I I don't know how else to, I don't I don't have a, a, a good enough uh, really you know, good. A, amount of words to choose from. I really get a lot of fig off of it though. I mean no. me neither. I don't get fig. Yeah. 
It, I get it's, apple. It's just, yeah, apple, maybe a little bit of pear, a lot of sour note, like almost a cranberry-like sour. Um, it's just delicious. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of bites you. Mm-hmm. It bites you at first, and mm-hmm. then when you let when you swallow yeah. it, I agree. If you this a were a wine, you'd be like, "This is this is vinegar." Yes, yes, it's almost like apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of, which I do a shot of every day. So that could be why too. Okay. Yeah, it kind of it has an under. Okay, so that's oh, so you okay. So I said sour beer. You stuck your tongue out back when we you know in the in that's the why because I do a shot of that every but, morning. Yeah, but if, <laughs> if, if you, enjoy it. <laughs> if you're if you're tasting that all the time, then you already have an advanced acceptance to this kind of thing probably yeah so like i'm not surprised that you like the sour beer because one of the things when i worked at net out i would travel a lot uh mostly down to raleigh Durham, but sometimes out to california and we'd go out to eat with the team or team members and whatnot we'd go to beer places and i would kind of guide them through a thing and i'd always end the night with something sour and the options were much more limited back then right but you would think that i was when i first started doing it i thought you know most people aren't going to like this but I'm exposing them to something, and mm. it's not—they're not paying for it, so they don't care. Right. And then I was just surprised that, like, well over half the people, well over half, almost everyone, liked the sour beers. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not as hard. You you would think logically that something this sour would take some practice, some custom. You'd have to get accustomed to it before you'd actually like it, mm. but. In practice, it doesn't seem to be that way. And that's one thing I learned that was kind of surprising. I think the word just gets a bad rap. When you, yeah. when you hear the word sour, people are just like, ugh. And you start to think it's either, automatically either sour gets... candy Yes, or... you think, oh, those yeah. horrible Sour Patch mm-hmm. Kids. They're just like, you know, yeah. you're just like, oh, sweet Jesus. It's like too much. But some things can be sour, but not pungent. Like, it's not going to be overwhelmingly yeah, there, there's depth here, and that, yeah. and that adds to the experience, and that's the mm-hmm. hard thing to sort of, you know, to, to get across just in words mm-hmm. is, you know, when you're explaining, you know, sour beers, is like, because when you think of something, like, say, like, milk's gone sour, that's bad. Right, yeah, it's horrible. Everything is yeah. usually bad. Mm-hmm. Anything associated with sour usually isn't something like, oh, my husband's acting sour today. You're not like, yay, that's great. Can't wait to hang out with him. You know, like... <laughs> All right, okay. She's not, rank. by the way. I'm just yeah. using that as an example. So what we do is we rank the beers. <laughs> we the guests do not have to rank. You can just mention whatever beers you like, or you can rank them just like we do. But I'll rank, yeah, okay. Sure, if not? if you have an idea of like you know where everyone stands in order, then then you go ahead and rank. You know, sometimes that's too much pressure, and people just say, "Oh, I like this, I like that." You know, so whichever you feel comfortable with. You mean like my number one through however yeah, many we, we try yeah, it? Yeah, like so. I'll start from the the bottom and. I'm going to have to put... There's two at the bottom. I'm trying to figure out which one I like least. <laughs> um, I think I put the upslope in last place. Uh, just that was a weird oatmeal stout. Yeah. I think it was getting some kind of infection that wasn't really clear on what it was because it was so fizzy. But yeah, that, that whole lemon-lime soda thing that was in your oatmeal stout just didn't make sense. And maybe maybe that could explain why like the body felt thin. Maybe like the, the yeast ate up some of the you know fullness of the beer. I'm going to put the Goose Island in second to last place. This juicy double IPA. Probably not Goose Island's fault. Probably uh, Age. the retailer or the wholesaler's fault or my fault for buying such an old <laughs> beer. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like it was um, way too aged for the style. Then let's put the Mad River in fourth place. 
the beer had some neat things going on, but it really wasn't what I was looking for, you know, in a brown ale, double brown ale, or a brownie beer. Um, had kind of that Bach character, a little bit boozy, but it seemed like the cocoa wasn't enough, and it seemed like the malt wasn't enough. Yeah, it in felt that beer. empty, a yeah. wood, aqueous, yeah, watery. Left hand will be in third place, the, the Bleu de Minute, <laughs> the Midnight Wheat. Um, oh, that beer had some interesting stuff going on in it. It was, you know, has a good tang to it. It had a odiness. It had the body. It was, well, not the best saison I've had. It had enough interesting things that I'm definitely looking forward to see what they keep on doing with this quarter, quarterly release. Um, now we got two really delicious beers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to put the Cascade in first place. I mean, this is up there with some of my favorite kinds of sour. It reminds me of like a Cantillon, um, you know, Lambic, you know, just because of the way that mineraliness and the fruitiness was playing together. Uh, but that doesn't really take away from the Firestone. That Mocha, mocha Merlin was, um, coffee was very potent. It had a great body to it. They're both really good beers. On point. I won't be able to describe it that well. No, no don't. <laughs> uh, I can't even see all the bottles. Um, okay, I'm trying to think. I know who my top three. My top three are exactly the same as yours. All right. Exactly the same. I mean, it's definitely a toss up between the sour and uh, the Merlin. Like it's like mm-hmm. it, honestly, it would depend on the season for me. <laughs> yeah. If it's spring and summer, we're going the fig. If it's fall and winter, we're going we're going the um, the coffee. Okay. Um, and the, yeah, then the French was pretty good. Saison, yes. Yeah, I'm just calling it the French one. Sure. So, um, would you put the Firestone? Would you put the the Mocha or the Cascade in first place? I got, like I said, it's seasonal. Um, well, so, it is February. Since it's February, it is February. Um, it is winter. So, um, yeah, then I'd put the I'd put the Merlin first. Then, since it's okay. winter, technically, but they're even keel, man. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, I yeah. I honestly would buy either one of those, mm-hmm. and I don't. You know, Damien and I don't drink a lot. Like, we don't really drink at home. But that's something that I would, like, seek out. Yeah. If we had a party or something like that, I would ha- I'd buy a small amount just for us. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you know secret, what I mean? Secret fridge. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, this is just for a small group of people. Because uh, I'm assuming it's not cheap. And then I would say... Uh, this was the sort of aqueous brown ale. This was the... The orange. The fruity, yeah, the orange. The fruit. I would do the fruity orange next. And, and this then, was the, the stat was 7-up. Yeah, that's it. The, so, uh, and then I would do the brownie next. Okay. And then the bizarre <laughs> soda-like oatmeal stout. And I'm assuming we're not uh, ranking that one over there. Yeah, we we have, that was the pre-show one. So. Okay, that's what I thought. Don't I mean, you did it last week anyway. Um, my rankings are very similar. Um you have to text in, in, me the names of these because <laughs> I'm not going to remember. Uh, in last place, the upslope. Uh, yeah, that, that's just weird. You're so weird. And I feel bad, but geesh. I mean, hey, I mean, there, there's plenty of stuff that we've yeah 453 shows now. <laughs> we, we, we've given the F to. Uh, and, and then in fifth place, I'm going to put the Goose Island. Uh, yeah, old and just not. Yeah, didn't didn't really didn't didn't really come together. And then fourth place, the Mad River. 
um, separate from those are then these three. I feel like on a lesser show, the left hand could have really stolen the show. Like if if there was beers that were sort of equivalent to to these bottom three, mm-hmm. the left hand would have really stood out. And That's made, the French um, one. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> been, and been kind of like because there, there was uh, a lot of, that wouldn't be unusual. With yeah. the left hand could win the night. <laughs> there's a lot of character there, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to explore. Uh, and it was interesting to start tonight on that one. I'm going to get a little bit different than you. I'm going to put the Cascade in second place and the Firestone Walker in first. But they're, they're, it's, they're it's so a, exceptional. It is a tough call, and it is really just because, to me, the Firestone Walker hit a, hit a note that I was like really sure. into. Uh, and the Cascade did, too, but just the Firestone Walker yeah. felt... No, I'm right with you, tonight. but you know, like for me, if the Cascade was yet another sour... I would have put the Firestone Walker in first place, but for me, that cascade just came across. As yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of special, but yeah. you know, it's also there's, you could also say there's there's availability issue. I mean, this is a 2014 beer that's not going to be easy to find. Well, which one's 2014? The cascade. The cascade. <laughs> it's at Whole, Whole Foods in Wexford. I just bought it last week. So, oh, Whole, wait, Whole Foods just bought it. You said I bought it at Whole Foods last week. Yeah. No shit. Oh, very good. nice. Go. But it was like 25 or 30 bucks. So what? That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the show. Thank you so much, Megan, for coming. we got to have you back. Thank you. so. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully I won't get a you know, DUI on the way home. So I should <laughs> be all right. I think you're okay. <laughs> I'm teasing. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously. It was a lot of fun. We loved having you. And if you want to contact us, you can get us at uh, beer at craftbeerradio.com. I am Greg at craftbeerradio.com. He is Jeff at craftbeerradio.com. Uh, Twitter. Uh, at Crafty Radio, right? Yes. <laughs> I normally do. <laughs> Making sure. Greg's, Greg's taking over tonight. So. Uh, at uh, CBR Greg. At Jeff Bearer. And. I'm uh, just Meg. <laughs> I'm just Meg. Just Meg. I got nothing. Crafty <laughs> Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftyradio.com for more information. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but I appreciate it. Of course you don't, These Greg. other ingrates. Uh, hey, I didn't say that. Just the one. <laughs> speak for Greg. And we will talk at you again next week. 